0: Sock lines open now at 247 Hey, hey, hey.
1: Good morning and welcome into First City Forum. I'm your host, Zach Layton, here in the booth with Kathleen Light from the Ketchikan Area Arts and Humanities Council. How's it going, Kathleen?
0: It's going well. How are you?
1: fantastic, enjoying this chilly chilly day here in the booth, and uh, looking forward to some fun this weekend, and hopefully a little bit better weather, but I know you've been crazy busy crazy gearing busy. up, gearing up, but uh, before we get into all of that, I just wanted to, you know, for our listeners out there, tell us a little bit about... The Arts and Humanities Council here in Ketchikan yeah. and what your role in the community is and your role specifically within the organization.
0: Awesome, yeah. Oh, I'd love to talk about that. I could talk about that all day long.
1: Okay, well we'll keep it. We'll keep we'll it keep brief. It. We can get into all the exciting stuff <laughs> yeah. we have to talk about. Um,
0: so the Ketchikan Area Arts and Humanities Council is. Uh, Um, an arts council so we're an umbrella organization Mm -hmm. for the community and for the arts organizations artists and arts groups in the community to uh, to make it safe to make art in Ketchikan (laughs) Just kidding.
1: Art is dangerous. <laughs> Art
0: is dangerous.
1: <laughs> I guess if you're welding or or <laughs> glass blowing, it could be.
0: Yeah, or <laughs> working with bricks or Ooh, something. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we're we're d- we're an umbrella organization, but we also do um, a lot, a lot of programming within the community. Mm. Obviously, our mission is to create and promote opportunities uh, to experience the arts, but mm. also to explore the humanities, mm. and that's a little bit of a more um, esoteric uh, mission right. directive, mm-hmm. yeah, so what <laughs> are the humanities, yeah. yeah, exactly, like, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean. so humanities are, are kind of, so often people think, oh, well, we're talking about um, you know health and mm-hmm. um, health equity and that sort of thing, but the humanities relate to um, literature, history, culture, actually law. Mm, um and uh, so there's a wide range That's of things that the humanities cover um, which gives us a little bit of range in our mission yeah. to to have a little bit more reach more um, freedom- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so we can do so we can go uh, even farther than the arts mm. uh, we can reach a little bit more into culture mm-hmm. um, and support culture and support history mm-hmm. um, which is a uh, very very big. Big categories yes. to support literature, of course, is mm-hmm. an art form, but also in the humanities, it's a it's a vehicle to express um, culture, history, um, and all of those things. So.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like there's a, a pretty wide swath of the community that you can really serve in in a, in a, a lot of different ways, right? Because you yeah. can you can influence people's lives directly through engaging in art directly in that way, or you can bring people in, or you can facilitate, you know, people yeah. being more involved in different areas. So how exactly do you go about that? What is your role like within the organization? How do you do, you know, accomplish all of those things?
0: Yeah. So I'm the director of the organization and the organization has three positions. It has the director position, that's mine. And then it has, um, and I basically, um, am the directing, uh, the what happens within the organization Mm -hmm. so what the programs uh are going to be and how we get enough revenue into make programming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always making collaborative, uh, um, partnerships with other organizations mm, in right. the community, including the city and the borough and mm-hmm. the chamber and the KVB and whoever else wants KWC, to, yeah, KIC, everybody, yeah, everyone, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We want to partner. K's. Yeah. All the
1: <laughs> KTV. <laughs> that's
0: funny. Yeah. Um, and also we reach, uh, and try to support, um. Things that are happening in Metlakatla mm. and Prince of Wales Island, things okay. like that too. Um, so that's sort of my role, and then the program director is the next role, and that person is actually making all of those things happen. Mm. So okay. they're the they're the engine behind the programming. Um, so they're they're talking to artists, they're talking to. Uh, to venues, they're mm-hmm. um, just making the stuff happen. And then we have an administrative manager position, mm-hmm. and that person is the flow of information, right? So they're making sure that the the wheels are greased, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're keeping uh, in communication with our membership, and we're paying the bills, and we're doing all that mm-hmm. stuff.
1: So. That was a nice train analogy. Like you're the engineer, the yeah. program director is the engine, yeah. and the, the administrator is, is the wheels on the yeah. track, like making everything go. And now you're actually hiring the program director right now yeah
0: we are looking for uh... somebody to become the program director of the ketchikan area arts and humanities council and Mm Um, that is a great job. I, okay. I, if I didn't have my job, I would want that job <laughs> um, because you get to work with artists. You get mm-hmm. to, you get to make enormous, beautiful, wonderful programming. You get to uh, make people's lives better, um, and it's a, it's in a really important job within our community. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. um, but also there's a lot of. Um, You know you get a lot of payout for Mm -hmm. your work um so uh, very
1: rewarding it is totally
0: yeah yeah when you can make an enormous difference in an artist's life because they put up a gallery exhibit in the main street gallery and suddenly they get what it is to be an artist and Mm -hmm. and that they can do it they have that confidence and that Mm -hmm. experience that and that knowledge now that they can do it they can do the thing right and Mm -hmm. that's a big deal for uh for somebody to give another person mm-hmm. um the rest of their lives right so yeah. that's a big deal yeah. yeah it's
1: really you know rewarding when you can empower someone else outside of yourself and see them kind of take that and run with it and grow with that I know I get a lot of opportunities yeah to do that in my in my capacity with with Ketchikan Theater Ballet right. you know watching these dancers grow and then you know eventually graduate and go out into the world and get full ride scholarships to college and and get into dance programs and do all of these things and it's like oh wow they did that on their own but you know with you know with help right like they needed they needed that guidance and so I I imagine the program director kinda gets to do that a little bit
0: a lot yeah artist
1: and now you have a person who did that for a number of years who just recently is is leaving right and that's Mm -hmm. why you're looking for that position so Mm -hmm. I imagine you're missing her a little bit, Katie Posey.
0: I am. I am missing uh, that. uh, Yes, I'm missing Katie Posey as my friend and I Mm -hmm. am missing Katie Posey as the program director. Um, But we are, we're making it happen. We have Mm -hmm. some great, great people uh, that are helping us make stuff happen. Um, It's a Pretty stellar crew. I mm-hmm. have two part-time gals that are just tearing it up um, in, and they started this past summer, mm-hmm. and they're just doing great. And we have a brand new full-time administrative manager. His name is Colin Wyckoff, and I think he's on day nine,
1: and <laughs> okay. uh,
0: he's doing great too. So it's we're horn a little, yeah, but yeah, doing a little bit yeah, he's doing good though. You know, he's making it happen. He's figuring it out, and um, yeah, everybody's younger uh, than. Mm. I think thirty five mm-hmm. um, which we haven't had at the arts Council in a long time. It changes the whole whole dynamic, game. yeah oh, yeah,
1: I can imagine, yeah,
0: Just yeah, like
1: different life experience, but maybe some different ideas.
0: Oh, totally different ideas, different ways of doing things, streamlining mm. uh, using technology in a much more efficient way. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's totally cool. It's been really fun, and um yeah,
1: so what kind of person would you want for? Program director is that someone who is an artist themselves, someone who has some kind of educational you know experience specifically that you're looking for, or maybe work or life experience, or is it really just somebody that's ready to dive in and facilitate you know and talk to those artists like you said?
0: Yeah, I think there does need to be a background of art and understanding of what they're looking at, mm-hmm. and because you, because the program director does need to help artists, mm-hmm. and if there's no frame of reference, um, then it's a little bit hard to have a conversation with somebody about their artwork mm-hmm. and uh, ways for them to improve what they're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, so there does need to be some sort of background in the arts. Mm-hmm. And or humanities, just sort of a frame of reference. Obviously, there's a ton of training that happens uh, because right. yeah, nobody walks in knowing how to be a program director, right? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, there's training that happens, and and uh, that's the expectation. Um, but yeah, there, there needs to be some background in art, and definitely a bachelor's degree, and then some some other. Uh, just uh, graphic design skills is useful.
1: Oh, okay. And then I'm I'm assuming that you know somebody could, if they wanted more information, they could go to your website. Which yep. is yes. Ketchikan. Ke- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. You you go. Yeah. I know. you go. You go.
0: Ketchikanarts.org. It's really easy. Um, and by the way, we just put up a new website. Um, so it's a it's this evolution of our website. Can mm. I can I can I of talk course. about that? Uh, definitely, definitely. Oh, I'm please. really excited about it because we were thinking about um, how the arts are showcased in Ketchikan oh, and yeah. is there a way to showcase them as? as a full body of arts in Mm. Ketchikan rather than a bunch of different, almost not completely, but almost siloed organizations Mm. and groups. Right. Right. So when somebody looks at Ketchikan as a whole, do they see all of the arts at once or do they have to go searching Mm, for them? uh And so we tried to set up a website that would be a landing page for all of the arts and culture in Ketchikan. Okay. And we just launched this and in the fall, the winter of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still evolving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still working on it. But it's a landing page, basically, and it's designed to send people to a place where they can see everything okay. and catch a can. So all of the arts groups. All of the cultural uh, institutions um, and assets of the community and so uh, I'm really excited about it and but what it does what we've learned <laughs> is it makes it hard to find the Arts Council so uh, Interesting. yeah so we have we're, we're adjusting a little bit but um, but anyway so KetchikanArts.org the job description is right there there's a slider that right on the front page that slides through uh, upcoming events and mm-hmm. the program. Dis- program director's description is right there.
1: Perfect. Yeah. So it sounds like if somebody was wanting to know like what's coming up that's an art related event, your webpage is like definitely the place to go because you can see everything. It's not going to just be just gallery openings it's not going to just be you know plays with first city players or something like that it's going to definitely be the entire spectrum
0: right right and there's a there's a button on the first page that says events and performances and that pulls up a calendar of everything we could find we troll uh the the interwebs to -hmm. try to find everything that's happening in Ketchikan um, and that goes up on that page. So you have a couple you can sort it in different ways Mm -hmm. um, by classes uh, you know art classes or Mm. by events or by meetings Mm. if it's in Ketchikan if it's not in Ketchikan if it's Metlakala, if we know about it we're putting it up there. Okay. So or you can choose to see the full calendar which has everything under the sun in it.
1: Awesome. Now, you use the word programming a few times, and that doesn't just mean like the gallery, like Main Street Gallery. You have other programs that you specifically as the Arts Council are your your event, right? There's yeah. things that you do. Yeah. In addition to facilitating other people's events, right? Right. So, what are kind of what's the breakdown of of those programs that the Arts Council are you know specifically does as part of your organization? Yeah,
0: well, we do the Blueberry Arts Festival. That's mm-hmm. the Arts Council. We do the Wearable Art Show. Mm-hmm. We do the Youth Wearable Art Show, oh. which I'm excited to talk about when yes. we get to it. Uh, we do the uh, Main Street Gallery. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, we partner with Tongas Federal Credit Union for the Commons Gallery mm-hmm. at TFCU, mm-hmm. and that's the newest uh, fine art gallery in Ketchikan um, in that location. We do Story Slam. We do Winter Arts Fair slash idea festival mm-hmm. we do um we do uh on court classes we have an artist professional development class mm. uh series that we do we bring um touring musicians to town mm. annually we call that the torch nights performing arts series um and we also have a fiscal sponsorship uh, mm. program that we run and that supports groups that aren't 501c3s so oh, okay. that includes the Monthly Grind, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Pitcher Memorial Scholarship Fund, um, the Misty Thistle Pipes and Drums, Ketchikan Medieval and Renaissance Society, and <laughs> Roller Brawl, which is going to start getting uh, back into action after the, uh, after the um, pandemic. So mm-hmm. we're excited about being able to support all those guys, too.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely... You know, love everything with Blueberry and Giggle Feet. Was happy to have that back last year and had a really awesome time participating in wearable
0: for the first
1: time. That was really, really fun. Uh, My wife and I danced together in that in the opening number and had a number of students participate as well as models in in that. And then this weekend, right? Tomorrow.
0: Is today Friday? Today
1: is Friday. So tomorrow is Youth Wearable. So wearable arts... how did did wearable get started you know every time I come over to visit you at the arts council I see the there's a plaque I think in one of the rooms that has you know it's like the world's first wearable art show <laughs> how did that even come to fruition
0: well um back let's see i think we're on what are we on 38 years ago yeah. or something um victoria lord and diane palmer and yvonne Zurbetz and ray troll and some other people probably all the I heavy know, hitters yeah uh got together <laughs> and uh decided to make an event that would showcase artwork to be worn on the body and uh, they uh, you know, the concept grew as it went along. It, it definitely evolved. Uh, the pieces that were created in the first years were created more as everyday clothing like like clothing, like like mm-hmm. couture that you would wear
1: okay. um,
0: out in the world. And as Ketchikan evolved over the years, it became more fantastical. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearable is, you know, is also couture, but it but it can be just a crazy uh, whatever an artist can think of to put on their body and create a piece of artwork. So, um, and wearables started out as, uh, that very first show, uh, they were in the black box theater, which was at the Redmond. So it's a very small room they performed and it was so fun. The audience had so much fun that they, they walked around, showed their pieces. And then the audience was so excited of like 20 people or whatever it was uh cheered them on and they did it again. So they walked out and did <laughs> Encore! Uh, their first encore. encore! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty funny. Um but anyway, so we're up to four performances a year. Um wow. the artists are um just so enormously creative. Mm-hmm. Um it's really quite a honor to be able to put that on every year but as we went along young people as as they should wanted mm-hmm. to participate
1: when i emulate the adults that yeah. They see. yeah
0: yeah and um and w- While we support that, it became something that we wanted to be able to support youth in a better way. Mm. So the big wearable, the wearable in February, is definitely Mm adult-focused, adult audience. um, And we wanted to give youth a way to shine on their own. And so last year, in 2022, we created the Youth Wearable Art Show. And we had it at a K-High. And it was just a hoot. It was so fun. The kids did, I mean i mean when young people make artwork that that you just drop your jaw it's it's something mm-hmm. else um those guys are so creative and so uh we are doing it again this year and it's coming up tomorrow night we have 42 acts 42 oh wow yeah so uh the Tonga schools arts and sciences steam class is participating so a lot of those uh kids have doubled up or tripled up or quadrupled mm. up uh-huh. and then um the pace homeschool group is oh, participating fantastic. And then the Arts Council partnered with CAP, the CAP program, the after school program, and we had classes for youth wearable and then the Artery had classes for youth oh, wearable. Wow. So we have forty two acts that are gonna happen. Um these pieces are insanely creative. I'm just so amazed by these young people.
1: That's amazing. And so it's at K High, it's right? At K- so High, yeah. and normally and the February wearable is at Ted Ferry and, and it has the runway kind of feel to it. So I, I imagine this, this show is a little bit different because you're sitting in a, a more of an auditorium setting and they're on the stage. So that would definitely change it. Now, are, are most of these like solos or are there groups?
0: You know, it it runs the gamut. There's, okay. uh, there's artists... And who are also modeling their pieces there's pairs of artists that are modeling their pieces then there's handful of artists that created a piece and they're having somebody else model the piece (laughs) Um, so there's it goes it's all over the map about how it how it puts it together and you're absolutely right Um, this one is a little bit different because they're on the K high stage Mm -hmm. but at the end we do a grand finale promenade and they come Mm. out into the audience Ah. and they walk through the audience so you can see their pieces and they go. Out into the K height Commons, and they will hang out out there for the audience oh, to fun. be able to see all the pieces. It's really cool. And we're going to have a, a little like a photo booth. I'm using air quotes mm-hmm. on yeah, the radio. Yes.
1: <laughs> Can you hear the air quotes? <laughs> I sound effects. Where's my right, board? Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> ah! Anyway, uh, we're going to have a little um, photo booth set up there so you can take pictures of your kids or get in the picture with your kid right. or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be really fun.
1: You said it runs the gamut, you know, as far as groupings of people and, you know, what they, what they look like and all those things. Is it also a pretty wide age range? Like, what's the youngest to the oldest? Because yeah. it's, it's youth, right?
0: Yeah, the youngest is um, I think might be five or four. Yeah, it's crazy young, crazy young, all the way to sixteen.
1: Okay, and is it sixteen and under, or is it eighteen and under? You just didn't have anyone in that, you know.
0: We didn't have anybody in that. So okay, so back up. Um, The youth wearable art show is for youth, fourteen and younger. Do I have it right? No, eighteen and younger. Mm. Um, But it can be a parent creating a piece for a youth 18 and younger to wear or it could Mm -hmm. be a youth creating a piece for their parent to wear that sounds fun yeah (laughs) so it's totally cool it's 18 and younger we just didn't have any older older kids doing it this year we didn't get really well into the high school uh this year we're going to have to work on that for next year Mm -hmm. um but um but yeah it's it's pretty insane then yeah I can't, we're, we're having our dress rehearsal tonight and we'll see, uh, you know, what happens. What happens?
1: (laughs) So dress rehearsal tonight. And this is not like the February wearable. This is a one and done. This is Saturday at 7 PM at K high. If you miss it, you miss it. There's no like, Oh, I'll go next week or I'll go the next day. There is no next day. So if you want to go, you have to go on Saturday night. Yeah. At K high, uh, how much are tickets?
0: Oh, okay. So tickets are 15 bucks for adults, but Mm. then it's free. For military seniors and youth under 18 so we really want grandparents to come we really want um, military families to come Mm -hmm. and of course uh, often families have several young people and so we want families to come we want to make it easy for you to get Mm -hmm. there if you're in one of those categories like um, senior military or youth under 18 you can just show up you don't need to buy a a pseudo ticket or anything Mm. just show up with your gloriousness of self and uh, say I'm military or i'm a senior and Mm -hmm. in you'll go
1: and so it sounds like it's open seating you don't need to don't need to buy tickets online although you could you can
0: yeah 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 if you're if you're one of the folks that needs to buy a ticket you can do it at org, and there's a big button that says tickets Mm. so hopefully that's really easy to see and uh and so you go to uh youth uh excuse me you go to uh wearable art catchacan, and uh it'll take you to the ticket button and you'll get your tickets
1: Awesome, so you can buy a head, you can probably call and buy a ticket if you wanted, mm-hmm. you can just show up, and mm-hmm. like you said, if you're under 18, that's an amazing yeah. opportunity for a family yeah. a family event, you know, because like you said, the the February wearable is very much geared towards adults, there's a bar, and yeah. you know, there's tables right next to the runway, and so it's, it's that like nightclub yes. fashion show runway kind of feel, and this, this is more like Come as a bring your family and enjoy. You know, seeing these what these kids made, and you know it is it is amazing what the the imagination and the creativity of of youth of children. Sometimes they come up with these like really divergent things you would never even. Conceptualized before, and I know. Have you seen any of the pieces yet? Um,
0: we don't. We ask for images so that we can see. You know, kind of, so that we're not putting two things exactly the same mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they are usually the images we get are you know out of focus and of a shoe, and they're <laughs> not usually something that we can understand the full okay. piece of. Uh, so no, I haven't seen them. But uh, but judging on last year, uh, what what blows me away is the completeness of the pieces so Mm. you know there's a uh people talk artists wearable artists talk about all the time you have to finish your piece um and it and you have to keep going until Mm. it's done and for a young person to do that it takes a lot of discipline Mm -hmm. and you have to have the eye right you have Mm -hmm. to see it and know it's not quite yet ready um so yeah many of these pieces are definitely going to blow you away i'm certain of it um yeah, and I wanted to mention we're going to have two special things in the youth wearable performance this year. We're going to have an opening performance by the Ketchikan Theater Ballet. And actually, can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the, there's a, quite a few students at KTB right now that are really interested in creating their own dance works. And so,
0: so choreographing,
1: choreographing um, yeah. for themselves and for their peers. And they've been working a lot with their instructor, Grace Jackson, who's just really really, really good about facilitating the the growth and development of them of their individuality mm-hmm. within the class. Um, she also works as a para at Fawn Mountain, I believe, and so she's really good about like having that empathy and that connection with with the students. And so she also teaches a lot of choreography camps. So like a oh, camp will do cool. like a a four or six week session where she teaches them the basics of how to go about choreographing or creating a dance piece. Um, and so a lot of these students have participated in her workshops or she's used some of those elements in her instruction. So they're really interested in that. So there's, there were a few groups of dancers, one group of dancers in particular that had the idea that they were going to choreograph duets on each other, on themselves. And they did perform those duets at the monthly grind, this past monthly grind. Mm -hmm. However, one of the students was sick. And was actually unable to perform in the monthly grant. She was very sad. And so when we were invited to dance in Youth Wearable, we thought this would be a perfect opportunity for her to get to dance with her friend in this piece about friendship at Youth Wearable. So it's a piece, so it's a dance piece that these two young dancers, I believe they're eight and nine, or both nine in that, like, 8 to 10 age range. I don't remember their exact ages. They choreographed, so they made up all the movements themselves together, um, and they are working on creating, actually, a new costume for oh. the piece so that it can fit in with the theme of, of youth wearable. so they're not just wearing, you know, some T-shirt and pants. They're going to create an outfit for themselves out of, uh, I don't know. We'll see, actually, what they yeah, come up with. Yeah, you never know. But, again, <laughs> it's uh, you know, like you were saying, it's amazing, you know, these these finished pieces, these dancers... They don't know all the rules, right? They haven't gone through you know, all, of the, all of the training necessarily yet because they're pretty young. And so they'll do things that are so out of the box or like very creative or interesting visually because they don't know you're not supposed to or they don't, they don't know it's difficult. So they, they, uh, oftentimes they will give themselves choreography that's more advanced than their level, but they don't know that it's supposed to be hard. And so they make <laughs> it look easier. Like I wouldn't even have choreographed that on you because it's too difficult. <laughs> that's but it, that's my adult brain thinking of it right so i just i'm always blown away by what kids can come up with they're so creative and yeah we're very thankful that you were able to or that we were able to join you in that
0: yeah yeah we uh i love the i love the collaboration and i love when young people can perform for young people Mm -hmm. because it it shows it shows what's possible right if somebody is is hesitating to participate being able to see themselves up on stage uh gives them that uh, mm-hmm. sometimes gives them that uh, idea that they can do it too so.
1: absolutely that peer modeling mm-hmm. right uh, yeah. where you know you see someone that's older than you or very different than you, you go oh that's them right but when you see someone that's more like you you say mm-hmm. oh that's me or that yeah. could be me right yeah. and it gives you that uh, impetus maybe to to pursue that yeah. on your own and then and that's really sounds like really fits well into your mission, right? Of growing arts from the ground up, this grassroots thing you have to start with. The youth yeah, education yep. it has to start there because otherwise, how do you create the artists of tomorrow?
0: Right. That's right. And that's exactly our goal with this youth wearable. Um, and we're just so thrilled that, our, that, the that the youth of Ketchikan is so interested in mm-hmm. participating. The second really special thing that we're going to have at this performance is a, uh, a short little video. Um, it's a puppet show that oh. the artery students put together. <laughs> um, and it's just going to be a little break there in the middle and, um, um, it's I think it's like three minutes or something. But it's this really um, just sweet little puppet show that the artery mm-hmm. students put together. and we just wanted to give another art form um within this performance just to get the range in mm. there for everybody to see um so we're excited about that one thing i wanted to say uh you were talking about the, um the dancers uh mm-hmm. creating pieces to be worn uh, at the wearable art show actually grace your wife and i were talking about mm-hmm. this the other day um she was calling them costumes uh-huh. and i came with back with it's not a costume it's yeah. A wearable art piece. Right. Right. And when you, when you change it from costume to wearable art, it changes how you think about Mm -hmm. it. A costume is something that you are mimicking something, or it's a, it's, it's not a creation from your brain. Mm. It's a, it's something that you put on. Wearable is a creation, right? You're Mm -hmm. developing a piece of artwork to be worn. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to, um. Every time somebody says costume in relationship to wearable, I try to have the conversation with them about. But maybe it's more than a costume. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an art piece that that somebody's wearing on their body.
1: Yeah, is it the difference between just painting a wall a color and and creating a mural?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, good job. <laughs> I'm going to use that now.
1: <laughs> you can have it. You Thank can have you. It. So one more time youth wearable tomorrow one day only be there mm-hmm. or be square at K High at 7 o'clock show up at the door a little early right I imagine yeah. take you know doors open around 6.30 6.30 yeah. right so get there a little early and then stay after to see the artists and the models in their in their full regalia in yeah. the commons and you know take a picture in the photo booth yeah that sounds amazing i will definitely be there good with as my wife will need to be there and we'll have the, the little the little loaf fryer will be with us the little one
0: <laughs> i haven't seen her in a while I've oh she's really twice as big as the last uh, time I saw.
1: almost her. almost she's still she's a little bug just a little <laughs> over four months old so um, going moving ahead right so after this youth wearable tomorrow there's still so much happening right
0: yeah. Towards the end
1: of this month or like going into next month.
0: Yeah. Events. Do you want me to talk about everything? Like I would love to just let people know what's coming up um, really quickly. Yeah, like, no, definitely. Yeah, Please okay. do. So I'm just going to give a quick rundown, and uh, hopefully I can do it chronologically and not go back and forth. But I'm going to start out with the um, K-High Drama Kings are performing... Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I can't James see James and
1: the Giant Peach, right? Thank you.
0: James and the Giant Peach, K-High Drama Kings. That's going to be March 31st and April 1st at K-High mm. at 7 p.m. April 8th, the Ketchikan Community Concert Band is going to be performing their spring concert, and the theme of that concert is Metamorphosis, and mm. that's going to be at 7 p.m. at K-High. Um, coming down, the exhibit uh, by Jess Um, Davila, Above and Below the Sea, Mm. that exhibit is coming down from the uh, uh, Commons Gallery on April 10th. So if you want to see that exhibit, you need to do it before April 10th. Okay. Um, And then... April 19th is the Ketchikan Chamber Orchestra Mm. performance, and that's going to be at 7 p.m. at the First Lutheran Church. Those tickets are by donation, Mm. Um, and uh, in addition to the Chamber Orchestra performing, um, there's going to be a performance by Kyle Kyle G. Bailey and Alvin Inontio, and they're going to be performing a song set by John Dowland, so Mm. that's a little extra special thing that's happening. Uh, with the Chamber Orchestra. First City Players Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is happening Mm. towards the end of April. It's going to be April 21 and 22 and 22. So they have a matinee on that Saturday and then April 23rd. uh, So that's coming up. And then KTB's Gonna present the circus. The
1: circus.
0: Yay! This is looks really cool, and that's gonna be at Kheim, of course, mm-hmm. on May twelfth and thirteenth. Yep. And there's a matinee of that one too.
1: Correct. Yeah. So for for spring gala, every year we have two evening performances and a matinee, and the matinee is all the lower division, so it's creative movement three year olds through cute. ballet three. Uh, and so that's all of our, our you know, like I said, our lower division school. And then the, the evening performances are the upper division. So it's ballet four, jazz two, I believe, and tap two and up. Yeah. So it's all, so that way you don't have to sit, you can choose, right? You can, you can, <laughs> if you want to see the itty bitties do their thing, you come to the matinee. If you want to see the older dancers, you know, dancing, you know, a little bit more intricate choreography, you can come. To the the evening performance, but both the matinee and the evening are both circus themed. Yeah, and so we're going to be having.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, that's the classic. So <laughs> you're hear a lot of marches, um, but you're also going to see you know each so each piece is a different aspect or act from a circus interpreted through dance.
0: Oh, cool! And so it's
1: going to be really fun. Uh, a lot of fun music. Lighting is going to be really cool to see. Uh, and we're also uh, putting together a piece with some of the young men from the high school oh. to uh, for a piece with the highest level of ballet, Ballet 9. They're doing the theme of that piece is Acro Balance, which you might not know what that is but that's like if you see the person you know there's usually a, a guy and a gal and they will do like big overhead lifts or you'll see like two men they'll balance on each other's hands now we don't have any actual acro balance people so we're not gonna be doing any crazy stunts and there's you know we don't also don't have you know crash pads or anything in case they fall so we're gonna be emulating it but that's gonna be really fun to collaborate with oh, those young cool. men that's actually one of my favorite things to do and i know you love to collaborate too right but you know for the nutcracker we bring in guys to be you know the dads in the party scene and 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 other roles you know like the nutcracker prints and throughout you know aside from the guest artists that we hire from down south and it's always so amazing to me these guys that they're like wrestlers or basketball players track and field soccer they're all you know like these athletic guys and you know they come in and they almost like fall in love with dance yeah. out of nowhere and you can tell the first the first time they come in they're a little apprehensive and by the second or third time they're in the studio they's like their second home almost yeah so i'm really looking forward to collaborating with them on that
0: well dance is so athletic i mm-hmm. mean it, it it requires all of those same skills and more mm-hmm. um and so dancers mm-hmm. just uh, i'm sure are more strong <laughs> and and more coordinated uh, than those than than you would think. Um, yeah, and I'm so glad you're bringing uh, guys into mm-hmm. dance. That's so important. And and KTB, our dance um, culture hasn't allowed for for male dancers. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really great that you came to town and are able to um, just be the model for that and Mm -hmm. of course you're of course a great model for that (laughs) thank thank you very much um for coming to town what did bring you to town
1: what brought me here well originally uh i was here as a guest artist for ktb's nutcracker in 2016 (laughs) my friend my good friend my best friend adam Bloodgood, and i came here as guest artists to dance the roles of well i danced multiple roles and he did as well in the nutcracker and then In 2017, I was hired by the board of directors to be the assistant artistic director under Elizabeth Schultz, excuse me, I was about to use her maiden name, Elizabeth Schultz, who was finishing her master's degree in California and wasn't able to be here in person yet, but they really wanted her because of her history here. And so they hired me to come in and kind of be the on the ground director and kind of like steer the ship while she was directing from afar. Um, and then after that 2017-18 season, I moved back down south for a little bit because I was, was dancing a little bit and teaching here and there. Uh, met Grace, my wife, at a job in oh. Bismarck, North Dakota. You didn't know you didn't know her
0: when you were here the first time. Had,
1: nope, oh. she's from North Carolina originally, uh, and we both met in Bismarck, North Dakota, at the school Northern Plains Dance. <laughs> shout out. Hashtag ballet bliss. (laughs) And we worked there together for a few years and then got the opportunity to come back here. Elizabeth actually reached out to me to say, hey, we'd love to have you back as artistic director. And it was just an amazing opportunity to come back to catch a can and kind of pick up where I left off and sort of, you know, like you said, add some different elements to the school. And yeah, I've been having a blast, especially with the adult dance program yeah. and the boys dance program. So for a number of years, it's been attempted at KTB to have adult dance and it hasn't really ever taken a foothold. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that if we stay the course and, and keep pushing it through that it will, it'll, you know, it'll really you know sink in there. So right now we have adult tap on Wednesday nights at six o'clock. No experience is necessary for that. I break it up. If you there's a few people that take the class that have some tap experience, I give them more advanced things to do so that they're not bored. I have people who have never tapped before, and we go through the basics. So if you've ever wanted to tap, come join us on Wednesday night. We have shoes that you can borrow, kind of oh, bo- like bowling alley style. You know, yeah, lined up for you by size. Like you know, what size shoe do you wear? And you can come in, and it's really really fun. It's it's a lot more at uh, it's not a workout, workout per se, but it's not it's not a leisure activity. That's a rough. Right?
0: That that's a lot of work to do that stuff.
1: But you know, no uniform is required for that. You don't even need shoes. We have them there for you. Um, on Thursday nights at 7:15, we have adult jazz. Again, no experience. It's I kind of tailor the class to who's there. You know, if there's people who are KTB alumni or have past dance experience, I'll again I'll give them something a little bit more advanced to do. If you're a beginner, I'll work with you on the basic steps. Uh, have some members from who work with First City Players a lot have been taking that class oh, to help yeah. them with their movement because they like to be maybe in the fall musical and maybe choreography or like learning those steps kind of flummoxes them sometimes. So right. th- those kinds of people have, are taking that class, but they don't have any dance experience necessarily. And then on Saturday morning at 9 a.m., I know it's a stretch, at 9 a.m. we have <laughs> ballet and again, no experience, no uniform. We wear socks, you know, yoga pants, or you know, anything that you can feel like you can move a little bit in. And that that class has a range too. There's some dancers in there who have gone through the entire KTB program, and now they're, you know, married with children. And they their kids take class that same Saturday morning, you know, in oh, pre-ballet, yeah. and so they they come and take class while their kids are there. And there's some people who have no dance experience at all, and they're just trying to learn the basics. Do you work
0: on the I've I've thought about that one. I did it it didn't always it wasn't always Saturday morning, was it?
1: It has not always been Saturday morning, but uh, at Northern Plains where Grace and I taught before, we had the Saturday morning class, it was at nine AM every Saturday, and we built this little core group of mm-hmm. people that were just dedicated to wanting to study ballet. And that's the thing too is There's a, you know, when you go to take maybe say Zumba or yoga, right? You're going to just take a class and it's like, here's the moves, just do them. Follow along. I really try to make it be, we're still going to learn. We're still going to do exercises. You're still going to get a workout, but I want you to understand some of the, you know, the intricacies of ballet and like how to move your body and how to hold. So I really work more on placement and the functionality of the movement and learning a little bit of the terminology and maybe even some of the history awesome. of ballet so it's it's not i'm not going to tra- i'm not trying to train you to be a professional right because right. that's not why you're there but I do want you to appreciate the art form so if you've ever really wanted to have a really nice experience and learn what ballet is This is your chance. Do
0: you work from the bar? Do you start at the bar? We work at
1: the bar. We sometimes even start on the floor with some pre-bar exercise to Mm -hmm. isolate or target different muscles. We stretch. Um, I'm also certified in what's called PBT, which is progressing ballet technique, Mm. which is an auxiliary exercise form. Uh, think kind of like Pilates ish, Mm -hmm. but it uses stability balls and also like smaller balls. And so every once in a while we'll do some of those exercises. Um, It's very – everything is very gentle to the body. And all those – so I know I kind of said it this way, but all those classes are scaffolded, which means that whatever your level is, whatever your ability is physically, I have a modification, whether that's to make it more advanced or to make it – just what you need. Mm -hmm. So don't think that I'm going to come in and expect you to do 32 fouettes (laughs) in the center or make you do some big leaps or you don't have to do the splits or be able to touch your toes or anything. That's not, there's no requirements. There's no body type. There's no age restriction. There's no, except to be 18 or older for the adult classes. Um, So yeah, if you're interested in dancing as an adult at all, please give us a call at 225-9311- or visit catchcantheaterballet dot com or just come by and say hi.
0: Yeah, awesome. Oh, I'm now I'm even more interested in that ballet class. I couldn't I couldn't do it was like Wednesday nights or some kind of I didn't know it had moved to Saturday, so that's exciting.
1: Yeah, a little bit of different, you know, times there, a little bit earlier in the evening on Wednesday for tap, a little later on Thursday and then yeah. for morning time. So something cool. a little bit something for everyone.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great.
1: So lots of things happening in the community to look forward to. And as we said earlier, if you have any inclination of doing anything artistic, (laughs) whether as a patron, as a participant, anything, go to catchcanarts.org. Did I get it right? Yes. Yes. And you can find all information, everything arts-related there. Buy tickets for shows or be directed to where you can buy tickets for shows. The information about those adult classes at KTB are listed on there and then um even h- how to become an artist right or like if you are an artist and you want to have something in the gallery yeah because you're always doing calls to artists that's right? right
0: in fact we have an open call right now and open calls mean that anybody can participate whether mm-hmm. you are an exper- experienced artist or not um and so the open call that we have right now is for a f- art form called blackout poetry and uh, a lot of, yes. uh, yeah, do you know the form?
1: I had no idea what that was when I first read it, and then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, I know what that is, and it's really fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, so you take a piece of it, um, uh, published literature, so it could be anything. It could be a book, it could be a magazine, it could be a newspaper, it could be a journal, an essay, whatever, uh, whatever you find. And by eliminating words or blacking words out, you, re- you reveal a poem. And um and so that's it. Mm-hmm. And so it's blackout poetry and then you can reveal the poem in whatever way uh you would like. Mm. So uh we've gotten a few different um Submissions already, um, and some of them. One person uh, uh, created a piece of art and then put the poem on top of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and cut it out and laminated it, but blacked out the words and of the of the piece of literature, um, and then the other person. Um, made made this amazing piece of artwork out of the poem. It's just, it, you could do anything. The yeah. sky's the limit.
1: You know, some examples I saw, too, where, you know, someone had a page from a book and they drew a, a picture, like a face, or, a, you know, there was one that was a dragon. Right. And different things, but but be, where they drew with, I think it was Sharpie and one was paint, it left words from the page of the book uncovered, and you read them you know, top to bottom like you would normally read and it had made this really eloquent, beautiful, yeah. like, deep poem that that page didn't have at all. It was hidden, right, in the cluster of words and then by covering words, it revealed this this deeper meaning. And it was, yeah. It's really, really fun. And that's something that, I, what I love about this one, it's very accessible, mm-hmm. right? Because you could literally just take a Sharpie Yes. And cross words out? Yes. And pin it to a board and that could be it. Yeah. Or you could have this really elaborate like you said create an art piece and yeah. cut and paste and do whatever. Now, question, do you could you also do the like I call it this, you know, like the, the serial killer <laughs> mode. Can you could you cut things out oh. and paste it? Does that count or does it have to be an intact page?
0: Well, it you have to cite the document or the mm. literature or whatever it is. You have to cite where this came from. Mm-hmm. So um, that, to me, doesn't feel like blackout. Okay. To me, that feels like, you know, psycho murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, I think it needs to be blacked out in some form.
1: Mm-hmm. Like an intact page that's blacked out. Yeah. The other question I had about this is there's this part of me that like i don't know if i could do it because i feel so try, it, try it well it feels so like like i don't even know what the word is about defacing a book oh yeah like i have this really like <gasps> what do you want me to to draw <laughs> in the book and not annotate and cover the and <laughs> ruin it forever and you can never read it again
0: i know i know it's rough you can find books yeah. There's books at like Rendezvous or um, the Salvation Army. You can find mm-hmm. old beat up books that are in those places. I
1: just have this reverence for for books, you know, hard hard copies. I know a lot of people are moving to their Kindle or their Nook or whatever and they're like, Ah, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's you know it's Passe, but I'm like, a tree gave its life for right, this thing.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> but then the tree still gave its life for <laughs> to an be art, art. Piece. Yes,
1: yes. Yes, and it's the sacrifices yeah. we make yeah. for our art. So so people can make these art pieces and then bring them to you
0: yes yes sorry yes Uh, we the submissions are due by March 31st Mm. at the Main Street Gallery at the Arts Council which is 330 Main Street Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we will have that gallery opening on April 7th so the first Friday every first Friday of the month is a gallery opening and so April 7th will be that gallery opening from 5 to 7 and you can come see your piece up on the wall on display for everyone to see
1: beautiful beautiful so yeah like we said plenty to do of course around town always you can go watch our guest from yesterday chaz yes or or i guess oh sorry excuse me from wednesday chaz gist will be playing at the new york cafe tonight um you can see wearable youth wearable arts excuse me tomorrow night at k high and then go see james and giant and the giant peach just around the corner yep. uh, at the end of this month, and then stay tuned for more First City players, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Catch yep. Can Theater Ballet Spring Gala. So,
0: awesome,
1: Kathleen! Thank you so much for being here. Thank you Joining for having
0: me. me. This is fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: taking time out of your busy day. I know you're in show mode. I know how much that means, and it also means a lot for you listening at home or on CatchCanRadio.com to tune in here to First City Forum. We're going to send you off into the weekend with more hits here on KTKN. Hope you have a good one. Thanks for listening.